Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to Home Dad Chat. It uh, it's It's been one of those fun, cold... <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cold, colder. Uh, <laughs> getting. I feel, yeah, maybe for up north, it's casual. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's cold. Sorry if you're in the north, you know it's really cold. Some of us others are having weird weather where it's colder than it normally is. So, but other than that, I mean, it's been an interesting uh, past week. Uh, I I turned forty two last week. That was Yay. that was wild. I. So, and I really didn't expect it to be much, honestly, but, uh, I, I had quite a few people, uh, make my birthday very special. Uh, Danny sure. and his family are one of them. Uh, Danny, uh, sent me a bottle of, uh, old elk with a really cool, uh, elk head pour. Like it's a really neat, like pewter slash, like, I don't know. It's like dipped gold. I don't even know exactly how it's, what do you call that exactly? But, um, just a unicorn thing that I've always, that I've wanted. And, uh, he was able to track one down and, and gift yeah. it to me. So you said, uni- you said unicorn, you mean like a very rare thing you haven't been able to get, but when you said unicorn, I'm like, no dude, it's an elk. Oh, it's God, an elk. edit that out. It's an elk. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh no, a unicorn, like one of those things bottle, it's like with yeah. the bourbon. Yeah. With the bourbon thing where it's you know, yeah. the, the bottles you don't see or that are hard to get to. Exactly. Yeah, so that is definitely, uh, yeah. If anybody ever sees it and you want one, get it as soon as you can, because it, uh, they go fast. And yeah. I'm surprised they don't make more of them because it is just the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, uh, I, we talked about it too, that it's a pourer, but not a cork. Right. A it's stopper. not a cork. It's not a stopper. It's an actual yeah. pour piece. So yeah, just like, you know, if you go to the bar and you get a shot, like how, like you get that plastic piece that pours out, this is, this is like a really big, really cool elk head. Um, that sits on the bo- on top of the bottle. You know what that means? What does that gonna, mean? You can't leave it in the bottle, right? Or the the alcohol. Will just right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because so I was going to have to do is empty that bottle and get another one <laughs> for drinking, but you keep the pour in the empty, right? Well, I yeah. I actually so one of the things that I also got was uh, my wife got a hold of one of our good friends from church, good buddy of mine. Uh, we talk about him every once in a while, David McMillan on here. Uh, and he made me uh, a wood shelf to hold all of my bottles of whiskey and bourbon and scotch. Um, nice. And it looks like a bar- it looks like a barrel the way it's curved and everything. It's really neat. And so cool. actually um, where I have the old elk bottles, I can actually sit this kind of on its side in between the, the bottles because it's so top heavy. Like you can't just like set it up there and be like, Hey, look, it's like an elk on the wall. No, it doesn't work well that way. I'd have to yeah, like yeah. actually make its own little notch and all that to, to make that happen. <laughs> But and I don't want to ruin my shelf, but uh, I, I I have a place for it. <laughs> so so when it's not in the bottle, it, it is displayed. It's just it does uh, have its spot. Yeah, it does yeah. have its spot. So that's that's at least one thing. But yes, once once the bottle's empty, I will I will definitely just have it up there for for show. So <laughs> well, so that, you know, I'm, what I'm saying is you need to tell Corey, sorry, honey, I, I got to empty this bottle or it'll go bad. <laughs> so I got I got to get another one. We got to empty this one. 
Uh-huh. Problem yeah. solved, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, we're not even going to go there because that'll start a fight in my house. <laughs> so, but that's that, uh, you know, it's all good. So yeah, so I got that and, uh, I got a couple of other, uh, couple of other bottles, uh, that she surprised me with and it was nice. just a nice, quiet, quiet birthday. So it was good. Um, you know, this is the third birthday or second birthday, third birthday. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Third birthday that I've celebrated during the pandemic basically or almost the third birthday so just it's been nuts so yeah but other than that so it was you know so january 2020 yeah it was just it was a little before, bit before yeah a little bit before mine's yeah in january too so that's what i was thinking well, i was like i think it's yeah, it's almost been three because it was out yeah. in the world three years ago it was it was i for me uh i guess We'll just say tragic times, <laughs> three, three years of tragic times, because uh, when I turned 40, uh, my grandfather passed away. So uh, to have that and then, you know, like yeah. 41 was the pandemic, 42 is the pandemic. You're like, all right, like it needs to be done. <laughs> but, well, I'm yeah. sure it'll be gone before your next birthday sure of it i yeah fin- fingers yeah. crossed uh knees hitting the floor uh prayer yeah, hands yeah. prayer hands sure. up hope so <laughs> uh turn turn three times click your heels there's no place like home I... salt over the shoulder whatever you do i don't care just go <laughs> do not send the terminator uh like i don't know what other like references we want to put out there uh, but yeah i i hope it's all i hope it's all coming to a close here um, yeah we're all about just as about fed up with it as we can get and I, especially and this is you know and it's a minor thing really it's really i i really don't like to complain about anything about being an at-home dad right, right. because one this is a huge huge uh fortunate thing for us now we sacrificed a lot so that we could have somebody stay home and it's not been <laughs> it's not been easy but realistically i've got a great life so i don't want to you know but but still going from having all the kids in school to like Thursday, they announced the whole district shutting down for a week. Uh, oh, really? Teachers, you know, they don't have, um, they had, I think they've got over a little over 1900 students at the high school and they had over 400 out. Wow. And, you know, it wasn't COVID per se, but it was, you know, and I will say, I know, I feel like a lot of parents wouldn't say it was COVID. Like, oh, you know, they got a, just a little sniffle. They're fine. Mm, do they? But um, but I, I feel like that was enough that it was warranted. And then they right. shut it down for a whole week. Right. And I'm looking at this whole week and I've got uh, I've got electricians in. I've got sheet rockers in. They were in yesterday and they're uh, coming into mud tomorrow. And then, you know, the other stuff they're doing here, hopefully get this office finished. And I'm looking at it like this is the most amazing stuff that I've got. I'm so just grateful and blessed and just. I, I feel privileged is the word that I should use. Um, but at the same time, they're driving me crazy. Oh, Why yeah. aren't they at school? Why aren't they gone? What are you doing here, man? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing here in Cincinnati. <laughs> that's the thing here in Cincinnati. They um they actually just uh voted to go to remote and uh man, the comments that I've been seeing on Facebook from uh from local families that are just like, here we go again, like yeah, uh, you know, and just the horror that that is facing them. Like as a stay-at-home dad, you know, and I know there's quite a few stay-at-home dads that I know here locally, you know, they're probably not sweating it as much. Although the fact that they're like, dang it, where did my free time go? Like (laughs) kind of deal. Um, But at the same time, at least they don't have to scramble to, you know, 
find a way to make it work exactly. or or whatever. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, that is definitely a benefit and one of those areas where I think a lot of uh, stay at home dads are in that place where it's just like, yeah, it it stinks. I'm not getting the the time where my kids would be in school and I would be getting their things done, but like clean and it would stay that way for like four or yep. five hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning, uh, laundry. Um, yeah. Right. And it's just, it's a, it's a journey. It's a never ending journey. So it's not like you're, you're going to get finished, but at least you could get to a point yep. where you feel like, yeah, I got Run, this running, running errands without having tag alongs. That's, yes. a, that's a big one. That's a big one. So being able yeah. to like, oh, look, I can go in this coffee shop and get coffee without having kids asking me for other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, <laughs> all or, that kind of stuff. You know, and you just get food, whatever you eat, get food that you don't have to share with anybody. Right. It's such an amazing feeling. It's like, oh, I, oh, wait, no, I, I only have to have one meal yep. instead of like 11, it seems. Right. I, so just all those different things. But so hopefully, you know, for those that are going to be on this remote, that it, you know, the, what needs to take place and happen happens. So I, I saw, I actually saw where um, a technical school in Brooklyn High School, uh, they had the kids, um, apparently nobody was listening to them uh, about the fact that they didn't want to be there in person because they didn't feel safe. And so they did a walkout protest today to basically oh, wow. like say, you know, we want, we want the option for remote, remote learning. So mm-hmm. more power to them, honestly. I mean, people yeah. aren't going to listen. Like that's, that's the way to go about it. If you, you know, so hopefully something happens in that, in that avenue that makes things safer for them. Yeah, and if your kids aren't feeling safe, especially, you know, if right. they have that anxiety, whatever, you know, I think one of the big things and leading into kind of what we're going to talk about tonight, I think, um, is it was so much easier for me at my old house in Georgia to handle all of this with the teachers because I knew them so well. Right. And all the new teachers up here and I know them and they're nice. And I met them a couple of times that are really, they don't know me. I don't know them. And we're still kind of in that, um, learning to dance together kind of thing. Like how much is this parent actually going to support me as a teacher? Is he actually going to talk to his kids or to, do, do I have to do, find some way to teach his kids to be respectful? Mm-hmm. Or is that something that this parent's actually doing at home? Are they going to help, you know, make their kids do their homework or, or push them to read and all those other things. And at the previous school, when we went to, you know, full time, all the kids were home, just, you know, went from, school in March to, you know, we're staying home for the rest of the year. And they were, you know, the entire year of 2020. And that relationship that I had with those teachers, because I'd known them already. And more than just, I know my teacher's names, Mm -hmm. but the ability to send them an email and go, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, I know we were doing this and this is going on and I'd really like to, you know, move this forward or whatever. It was really, really helpful. I think to have that communication and that relationship beyond you know, a person that signs their agenda or whatever signs their slip at the end of the day. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, well, that's the thing that I've really strived to try to do at our school. Like we have a small private school that we go to. So, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the people there have, uh, it, it, it seems like the ratio is definitely a lot more stay-at-home moms than there are dads there. Um, and they've done a lot to try to bring dads into the fold at school in different ways, but they still, when you're like, Hey, I'm a stay-at-home dad and I can do these things. Like they kind of just look at you like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, you have to really put in the effort and the time to, you know, yeah. 
show that you're willing to be there. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like we were talking about like this kind of the conversation for tonight is, you know, what does that look like to get involved with your school and, you know, what kind of things can come out of it and the benefits and, and things like that. And so like for me, my kid's been there for four years now, kindergarten, he's in third grade. And from the get-go, like I jumped in and said, Hey, like I can help out in the classroom if you need to, which they had quite a few parents that were already doing that. So it was one of those things where I came in a couple of times for like some parties to like be there and just kind of help out where I could, but where I was more needed was the daily stuff. So for instance, like since we are a private school, one of the things that we don't have are like, you know, lunchroom monitors, like, you know, some of the teachers and stuff are there, but they don't have anything else. So like they kind of, they rely on the parents to like, they got time to come in and volunteer. So I actually would set up one day out of the week and I was there every single week to be nice. there for lunch for a couple hours or an hour or whatever it was. I don't remember because it, it was like multiple classes coming in, but they, everybody got to know me. They got to know who I was. I got to know the principals and, you know, and that's just grown over time um, mm -hmm. for me. So like, to the point where I like, it's one of those deals where I saw like this need starting at the beginning of this year. And I'm like, man, like we just need more organization toward like the cleaning that goes on, like where things go and how it's sort of like prepped for each person. So I started taking it upon myself to just come in after I dropped the kids off and would set up a few different things for like the lunch crew every single day. And it's funny because I had to stop doing that because of surgery. And I came oh, yeah. back, I came back the other day to start like my first day and I walk in and I open up the janitor closet and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what tornado ran through this place? <laughs> like there were like eight brooms in there and no dust pans and no dust mops anywhere. And just, it was just the chaos. I like, I called one of the guys up and I was like, Hey man, like I'm back. Um, what is going on and where is this and this at? And he came over and he's like, that stuff's not there. And I'm like, no, I mean, he's busy doing other things too. So he's not really right. keeping account for it. He's like, man, he's like, I keep hearing like all this stuff. So he starts walking around the school and he ends up over in the high school cafeteria. He comes back with three dust mops. He's like, look what I found. I'm like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you take it upon yourself to do something and then you have to step away for a while and all chaos ensues. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I had the ability to just to say that kind of stuff because I've had that built up rapport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see from time to time in the in the closed group where guys talk about how they're getting involved with their their school and, and doing different things. And there are other guys who they're like, how do you do this? Or, you know, how do you deal with, you know, being looked over? You know, we've talked about that before. You know, yeah. you're the primary but you're not treated as the primary. And it's one of those things where it's like, you could get mad about it, you know, and be like, Hey, like, you know, look, I'm the person, you know, just like, and be that way. Or you right. could just go in and just keep proving yourself, you know, Hey, I'm here and this is the stuff I can do. And, you know, take it in that realm and prove to them because it, it's sad to say, but as dads, we have this thing where we have to prove to a lot of the teachers who are females that, we yeah. we are actually invested in 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 the situation our kids in the school that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah and to show that too that you know one your competence that yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not just doing it this because no no my wife is fine yes she's alive we're all good we're we're married and happy everything's 
yet I know this is just what I do right. in our family. It's better if the dad does all this stuff, you know, and that explanation that you have to do, I think well, you'll probably always have to do that until the world has really evolved a little bit to understand that. Yeah. Dads can nurture kids too. It's not a bad thing. They're not bad at it. They're not going to eat the kid. Stop that. You know, it's <laughs> fine. So, and also the moving into the school, there's all, you know, with COVID, everything's a little bit more difficult. Oh, sure. What you can do with the school is is so much more open than what you realize. I mean, you can be, you know, anything from a room parent to, you know, offering to come in if your kids are smaller, especially to read stories. Yeah. Um, kids love having somebody come in. Yeah, you know, your parent is like a great oh my God, so and so's dad's here and they're gonna read, you know, uh, whatever the hungry caterpillar, whatever it is. Um, and then going as far as getting a group together, getting, you know, like watchdogs is one of them that does it. That's basically a group of dads that just goes to the school and make sure that there's a presence there that, you know, people can see them and help take care of the kids, take care of the school. Yeah. Um, most recently, the guys in Louisiana yep. um, was a dad's on duty. Dad's on wow. duty. Yep. Yeah, that was amazing. And that was like the perfect dad moment where, you know, they're going, oh, whoa, 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 hang, think, no, no, you're getting it. Dad's going to step in. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just going to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out. If you you know, your socks aren't matching or whatever else I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you a dad joke, whether you want it or not, you know, right. and it's all about positivity. Rule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just building up the school and that, uh, that experience that your kid has, but also other people's kids, yeah. you know, kids that may not have an active father, kids that may not have the parents that have the, really the, the, uh, the only thing it was the fortune to where they can have someone that's there and active that, you know, that, both parents are really just forced to work all the yeah. time, if not two jobs, which is very common um, to have dads show up and just say, Hey, you know, Bobby, I know you're, you know, your dad's not, you know, here today, but I just wanted to say, you got to learn to tie your shoes, man, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever it is for that kid. Um, so that's some great stuff that I think we've seen dads doing over the last couple of years. It's really kind of oh, yeah. changed, you know, the face of it or what we see as, you know, what's a dad do. Well, I, I, I remember, uh, Pat Jacobs talking about how like he was so annoyed with the way that uh, school pictures like were being done and how they looked and all this different stuff. And he's like, man, like if, if they would just let me in, like I, I could, I could make this process so much easier and make the pictures look so much better. And he, he went in with, it wasn't a cocky attitude. He just went in with a, Hey, like, can, can I have an opportunity to just have a go at this? And, uh, he went in there and they let him do it and everybody loved it. And I think he's, he's been doing it for a while now. So I don't know if he's still doing it. Uh, but for a time there, he was, he was their guy that they were having to take, uh, their class, their school pictures and stuff, which nice. for, for like the, uh, you know, the ones that you get, you order that kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah. that was what he was doing. Um, and, uh, that's the kind of stuff it's like, you know, you have that ability, you have that experience or whatever. It's like, can, can I like make this easier? Like, maybe you don't have to go through some bigger conglomerate. Like, you know, I do this as a business kind of thing and, and, and make it work out. So that stuff like that, you, know, you see different guys uh, talking about that. Um, I think I'll, we should say before we move on, Pat Jacobs mm-hmm. is one of our at home dads. He's in the he network is. and he's a professional photographer. He is so a professional. Yes. Not necessarily a dad with a camera. He walked in and tried to do this. He does have some just amazing knowledge when it yeah. comes to photography so he, he does uh, definitely yeah he's so that's, everybody knows who he is that's his you business know. so he and yeah. he's good at it um he he's got a teacher's heart man he just yeah he's he's amazing but anyway 
Well, and talking about so talking about teachers, um, so you've got uh, Carl Wilkie, who's yeah. part of the network, um, former board member, and uh, I know he was a he was a teacher, and then stepped out of that to be a stay at home dad, and uh, he's got like six kids. I don't even know. Yeah, six or seven. <laughs> six kids. kids. I think he's got six kids, um, but he's got a couple young ones still, and. Um, you know, some unfortunate things have come about in the past couple of years. And so he took on being a sub, uh, just recently in the past year and, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically pushed through on that and then got into the point where, uh, I believe he just took his test to get his recertification to be a teacher again. Um, because he ended up getting hired at, uh, his daughter's school. Nice. Um, and so that was really cool to see too. Cause like, you know, here's a guy that's just, you know, trying to be there for his family in different ways and, and is able to get back into the thing that he really enjoyed doing. And it was neat to see like him post about, um, you know, the interactions he was having with, with kids. And I think he was teaching like math or something like that, which is not a class that I would want to teach. Uh, but it was amazing to see him having the connections and reactions that he was having with the students. So, um, I was really excited to see how that all transpired. Yeah, we've got uh, several dads that uh, that are yeah. teachers. Um, yeah, I know yeah. a couple other things. That one that's basically your kid gets a little bit older; they're going to school now, so you go to school with them. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Well, and that and that's the thing. Like you know, my kids are both in school, and I've had more time to volunteer, and you kind of get to hear different things, and you see things at school while you're there. And I I started talking to different people about subbing. Cause I was just like, you know, what's the sub situation? Cause you hear about it all over the place, you know, just like yeah. all the teachers out and stuff. And I mean, I mean, at the point, I think there was a, at one point they were talking, <laughs> there was a conversation. This was not at our school. This was a conversation on like the news or something. I don't remember where it was, but they were talking about uh, if it got too bad that they would pull janitors and bus drivers in to be substitute teachers. And I was like, huh. you're good. You're going to do what? And I, I didn't think that it was for real, but I started seeing stuff about it. But what was even funnier was there was a guy who did a TikTok where he was dressed up as a janitor and he's standing in front of the room and he literally gets up there and he says, all right, kids, um, not really sure what we're supposed to be uh, learning here in class today, but uh, today we're going to learn about mop bucket systems and trash bag efficiency <laughs> we'll see where hey, that's life there. skills man that's life skills. right right <laughs> and then and then the camera flips and it's him like dressed up as like a kid and he's like sir you're like yeah what can i do for you? he's like i'm feeling a bit sick he's like "Ooh, that's a bad one man if you he's like we don't have a janitor today <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's where you they gotta hold it in kid you gotta hold it in yeah anybody to clean up today yeah, clean up on aisle three. Uh, we got nobody for that. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Gonna have to do it yourself. But I mean, that's that's the reality of things right now. I mean, some of these schools are hurting to the point like, you know, they have to shut down or figure something else out because that's the way it works. Um, mm-hmm. But I ended up talking with uh, one of the deans of the student at the school that I, my kids go to and was like, you know, what's it take to become a sub here? And he's like, are you interested? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, he's like, we have an application, um, you know, probably just need a resume from you. And then there's like a couple other steps. Um, but he's like, uh, we can get you in, man. And I'm like, okay. And so I started that process and actually I put in the application today. 
I got to get the resume situated. But Mm -hmm. I was talking with one of the other teachers that gets subbed around and she's like, you are going to have work every single week once you get in here. (laughs) And I'm like, you make that sound like it's a bad thing. And she's like, oh no, I'm just letting you know, like once you get in, you're in, like you, you will stay busy. And I'm like, great. Like, I'm like, I have no idea what the pay is. I hope it's good. (laughs) I mean, I looked online as like, the average, I think the average pay is like somewhere around like a hundred dollars a day for a substitute in the state of Ohio, but I don't know how that works for a private school. So um, that's, that's a state school, but anyway, I mean, but that's the thing, like I just have invested so much in the school. I'm excited to do that. I started out in early education and um, I got away from it and ended up with finishing with a degree in youth ministry. And so, you know, they're not too far different from each other, you know, except for lesson plans and stuff, but I don't know that I'll be doing too much of that with being a sub. Like I'm going to follow whatever lesson plan the other teachers right. put out. So, which is nice because I can go in and do that. Um, yeah. So that's, and, yeah, and two, they asked for, me, yeah, well, and two, they asked me like what age bracket I wanted to. And I was like, I'll take lower school for the most part. I mean, if you've got to put me in high school, junior high, like I'll do it, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I want those kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's a different mindset too. Oh yeah. As kids get older and as they develop their own, you know, their own into people and they're going to be adults soon. And they're, they're trying to push their way out of that, uh, that, that, that box, I guess, that they've been living in for so long. Right. It's a very interesting thing. It can be very difficult. I mean, anybody with teenagers, uh, you know, it's, it's a trope at this point that, Oh, yeah, teenagers are such a pain. Um, my teenagers have been great, but you know, I also keep them in a box and I spray them with water whenever they mouth off. No, just no kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but so far it's been a pretty good experience. You know, that you just understand where they're going, but I don't think that's something I would want to try to teach a classroom, you know, full of, I don't know, say 20 kids, I guess. I don't know how many, I think it's up to 30 in, in the high school here. It's small but here. You're, that's... you're, it's like 13, 14 here at mm-hmm. the private school. So, which is nice. Yeah. But that's still a dozen kids. Yeah. You know, but you could do it, especially like you said, you've got the curriculum, you've got what you need, but I think younger kids would be easier and they're so happy to see new people. Oh yeah. You my know, kids were excited like, oh, when I was God. like, yeah, my kids were excited when I'm like, Hey, like I I'm putting in an application to be a substitute teacher. They're like, we, you, you could come teach in our class. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if that's, if that happens and they're like, Oh, that's so cool. I'm like, Hey, I'm not your dad when I'm in there. Okay. <laughs> like, right. There will be some ground rules. That <laughs> you are not to be, you will not be running amok. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you've just gone to like a field trip, uh, oh, I've done that. Like yeah. You have a field trip and you're just like one of the chaperones or whatever. Your kid is so excited to see you. I mean, mm-hmm. I assume it was you the same with you, but my kids are just like, oh, dad. And they want to run out of their classroom to be in the hallway or whatever. Yeah. But then everywhere we go, you know, they're holding my hand and like, yeah, this is my dad, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody's got one. Calm down. It's cool. <laughs> you know, but just that joy that they have of seeing you in their, in their, you know, school world. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure being a sub, even if you just, all you do is see them at lunch and wave, they're going to have a blast. Yeah. I think I, love it. The only part about that, like, I, so I've done a field trip. I've gotten to go on one this year and uh, I had, there were some kids I was hanging out near and they were like, man, I wish my dad could do this. And I'm like, Oh gosh. I'm like, Hey, listen, like your dad's probably working really hard. I imagine he probably wanted to be here, but you know, work comes, work's important. Like that's what puts food on the table and clothes on your back and keeps the house warm. 
they're like, I know. I just wish. And I'm like, Hey, I get it. I was like, I bet if you tell your dad about it, that you missed him being there, you know, that will mean the world to know that that was the case. And so Mm -hmm. just to be able to speak some sort of like positivity into it, you know, like just kind of be like, Hey, like, don't look down on your, don't look down on your dad just because he can't be there, man. Like, I'm sure he's doing and, something. And it's it's great to have that thought. Like the people say, well, you know, no one on their deathbed has ever said, I wish I'd spend more time at work. Oh, right. You know, or, or, you know, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's fine. But we have bills we have to pay. Yep. And whether I want to be there or not, I got, I've got to go take care of this, you know, and I don't, yeah. I worked for, I think I was 37 or 38 or something when I, when I became an at-home dad, but, but I'd worked all my life and I would have worked two jobs whenever I needed to. Um, just do what you have to do to take care of your family. And that's how they're providing for their family. And, you know, we have the opportunity to provide for our family more, their, you know, mental, emotional growth needs uh, rather than necessarily the financial. I think it's great. Both yeah. sides do what you have to do. So, so yeah. And like, like you were saying, like, you know, it can be kind of tricky with, with COVID and stuff. And I mean, yeah. for me, like, you know, I, I go in masked up, um, you know, this is a small private Christian school. So it's varying on what you get, but, um, their respect of their it's the nice part is like, there's a lot of respect there for what people are doing. Um, mm-hmm. and so I go in, I'm masked, do my thing. Um, I've seen where like a lot of the teachers, like they know, like our kids are supposed to, like our kids are supposed to have a mask on. And so like yeah. today, for instance, too, like, um, they were walking up, and I saw the teacher who like welcomes them every morning and she's sort of a friend of ours and she stopped them and was like, Hey, where's your guys's masks? Like you could see her like asking them about it. And like, they stopped and they got them out or whatever. Cause I usually ask them when they get out of the car and sometimes they pull them out. Sometimes they wait till they get out of the car, but it was just neat to see her like stop and say it. And I'm like, I love it. Like the staff is, you know, trying to, um, honor the families, you know, that are, trying to do these different these different things that maybe not every family in the school is as is doing and so mm-hmm. um yeah i that's that's uh that's a whole nother can of worms honestly with, it with things and so we're yeah. not going to get into that tonight but um, <laughs> probably for best for yeah best. yeah but i mean yeah so I, hopefully you know for anybody who's on the fence about what they can do it's one of those deals where it's like, if you want to be involved, push in and get involved. Like it, it, sometimes it might seem awkward or tough or whatever, but the benefits outweigh all of that. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it brings a lot of joy. Like it will, it will fill you up in ways that you probably didn't expect it to honestly. And that's, that's the one thing that, um, I appreciate more than anything else about being able to do it. So, pretty it's pretty neat it's also neat to have a principal come up and walk up to you and tell you thank you you're like whoa like you know who i am (laughs) right so yeah i think the principals mostly just know me by my kids they they call me mr mercer only because they know all my kids so like oh mr mercer yeah i'm like you don't know me you know them right that's fine it's cool they're my claim to fame anyway it's fine i don't (laughs) mind being you know so-and-so's dad fine that's that's uh that's a that to me is a high honorific so I'm glad for it. All right. Well, I'm going to turn the corner on something that we didn't talk about that we were going to talk about this, but in, in, in the news, we had, we had a sad moment in the news in the dad world because one of, one of the uh, famous TV dads oh, yeah. of, uh, of the, of uh, the nineties uh, 
died unexpectedly. Uh, Bob Saget, you know, better known as Danny Tanner from Full House. And yeah, I don't know what I don't know how you felt about that. But um, honestly, like, you know, he, he's an interesting he was an interesting guy. Like he was involved in all kinds of different things. And he was sort of seen as like that that quintessential TV dad, sort of like, um, you know, how some people saw Bill Cosby at one point, you know, like mm-hmm. he was he was the TV dad or uh, Uncle Phil or whatever. And so he he lines oh, up. Phil, he, yeah, he lines up in that realm with all those those different those different TV dads and such. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was interesting because like he was one guy on Full House. He was another guy on like the stage and how he had his comedy act and stuff. And but I think <laughs> but if you think about it, though, I mean, aren't all dads kind of in that way? I mean, you could be seen as one guy in one realm and then another guy in, in, in a completely different realm sometimes. And so yeah. Um, yeah. there were people who were like, how can people look at him as like being like this, like all compassing like dad or whatever. It's like, because like, you know, if he's around like kids and like small kids and stuff, he's going to act differently than when he's around grown adults, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's exactly what it was. You know, it's really funny because he was a stand-up comedian and, um, I was aware of him because, you know, his character's name was Danny. So I'm like, oh, neat. I, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, it's just a thing. If you if there was a character named Brock, you'd be like, oh, hey, what's Brock doing this week? Yeah, you know, like Brock, that, the Pokemon trainer. That, that's that's mine. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that guy because yeah. he's not named Danny. So I yeah, let <laughs> it go. But, but Bob Saget tried so hard to, to stop being like that, looked at like it's just a, a, a funny kind of soft uh teddy bear kind of dad person you know and he, he tried right. stand-up comedy and he tried rap um i mean he, he had some just what turned out to be hilarious rap um and uh, a video that he had out for that and all that stuff and it's it the more and more he tried to be a little more hardcore the more i kind of loved him you know the more i kind of <laughs> thought of him more as yes that's what a dad would do you're so right. adorable trying to be all big and bad and no you're a teddy bear come on yeah. you know it was just the more he did the better i think he the more appealing that he became yeah so and he's know, got so. and he's got he's got i think like three kids or something like that and so it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you know he's got three daughters i believe oh. and it's just it's it's sad that you know they they have to go through this loss and and that kind of thing and of course yeah yeah, I mean, it, it was just such a, a weird thing to to hear because he was just getting back into uh, the the comedy scene again after yeah. taking such a hiatus on stuff. Did so. a show the night before is what I heard. He did. He had just done a show the night before. He had tweeted out that it was such a great experience. And then, yeah, it was just it was all over after that. And so that was, I don't know, this is kind of a weird situation, but that's a. Uh, I, I feel like that's kind of been the thing. It's like no one, no one can seem to be just like fully prepared for that kind of stuff. And I just kind of wanted to, I just kind of wanted to bring it up because like I said, like he's sort of the the quintessential TV dad and, and, and falls in line with a lot of other of those guys. So, um, and it's, it's interesting because like even that show itself had its own very interesting sort of like, three men and a baby slash like um you know just outside yeah. of the box uh living situation for for even that era um of tv and stuff so um for as funny as it was i mean they were pushing boundaries in some different ways with with how um you know family life was and i that's that was really cool to to see and yeah so anyway just wanted to put that out there like 
it, it was just, it's just weird. And it's just been kind of sitting on me in an, in an odd way, which is funny because I don't have any connection to him whatsoever. Um, I did think it was interesting too. Like, uh, do you know, Josh Lev's? Yes. Okay. So Josh and, and, and Bob Saget, like he knows Bob like, well, and, oh, wow. uh, cool. yeah. And it was interesting. Cause like when they announced that he had passed, like Josh put out a, a, a statement on uh, his like Facebook feed about how, like, he's like, I just talked to him like two weeks ago on the phone. And, you know, just the things that he was like, he seemed very excited for his, his life and what was going to be happening and stuff. And I'm like, man, like one, and that's, I mean, it's cool that for me, like from a celebrity standpoint, I'm like, wow, like you, you knew him like that. Well, like that's pretty, that's really yeah, cool. But then to thing. like, yeah. It, but the, then too, like, I mean, Josh is famous anyways, in his own way. Well, uh, the other thing, <laughs> you should tell our listeners who Josh loves is, cause I know I've seen him uh presentation he did. At yeah. I, uh, I know very little about Josh. Uh, I've only like lightly met him. I know that he's very big, proactive in fatherhood. He wrote a definitely. book. Um, he's been a, I think he was an on NPR. He was like an NPR guy or something like that. I'm sorry, Josh. Like <laughs> I, I like he was at, I think my very first dad too, I believe. And, um, I didn't actually get to meet him. Um, but he, I believe he was there. And then I think he was in Portland for, for home dad con, if I'm not mistaken. Or, Maybe in Portland. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Portland or Raleigh. Raleigh. Um, I, I know I, he was at Raleigh. I, no, I knew, I knew he was at yeah. Raleigh, but I, I didn't know if he went to Portland or not too. But he wrote the book all in how our yes. work first culture fa fails dads, families and businesses and how we can fix it together. And I know that because I looked it up, but Josh, I swear I'm a huge fan. I know everything about no, no <laughs> I'm just I know your name and I saw and I know his name and I saw him at a uh, um, uh, uh, home dad con and he'd worked at CNN or NPR in Atlanta. Yes. yes. Yeah, you know, that's that. I, I remember that because I'm oh, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, we're like. Right. like best friends now well yeah, carl carl wilkie knows him because when carl had gone to visit his daughter at one point when she was down in the atlanta area he went and like had lunch with him and, and got to hang out with him for a bit and sent cool. me a bunch of pictures to like post social media wise for the organization and stuff so um yeah but I it the interesting connection there like lightly with the organization through somebody else kind of deal to to Bob Saget, the five stages yeah. of uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, other than that, there's, I don't know, man, like what's, uh, what's, what's going on with, uh, with you? Like, I know that you had, there's birthdays going on. Yours is coming up. When's, when's yours? Good. My, uh, my son turned nine on the fifth. Right. The two days before mine. Yep. yep. And then uh, mine's the 17th. Yours is the seventeenth. Is that Martin Luther King Day? Indeed, it is. Okay, so every up. year when I well, when I was working, I should say I get the day off. There you go. You're like, yeah, I get the day off. Well, actually, most of the time it was construction. It's like you don't take a day off, you take the day off. We're not paying <laughs> you. I'm like, oh man, I guess I'll work. <laughs> See, I worked. Day, man. I worked for a logistics company back in the day where they actually had it written into like the employee benefits that you got your day, your birthday off and pay oh, nice. it was a paid it was a paid deal um, and if you didn't want to take it on the day of your birthday like you could basically like take it anytime like use it so like for instance like you make it like a three-day weekend or something like that which mm -hmm. is kind of neat 
that's um, cool so i thought that was pretty cool that was a lot of fun actually i could do it for a couple of years <laughs> well, i can imagine too because especially when you become an adult even no matter i think how involved you are with birthdays for your kids you kind of put yourself you know like second and am yeah. i going to get a day off uh maybe maybe not i mean if the kids are in school i'll kind of have a few you know a few hours that i still have to do all the stuff i have to do at home and it's not really a day off because there's no day off days off in this job i think but right. um but but having that moment of going to work and or, or having your boss go hey i know tuesday's your birthday so uh expect to not see you here and we're still paying you wow yeah. what that's, that's pretty cool. wild yeah, yeah. well nice. and I, I kind of, I guess, drift that into something else here. So like, I mean, that's like a self-care thing in a way too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was telling you before, you know, we got on tonight, I just was feeling all kinds of like depression and defeat. And I said, part of it was probably due to the fact that I was just hungry and my blood sugar was not in the right spot. But at the same time too, like, I mean, those emotions are real and, um, definitely, uh, tough, you know, especially when it's like, for me, it was like the sink is overflowing. My kid is acting crazy. Uh, I'm trying to cook dinner. And then on top of it, I'm trying to deal and juggle with all this shit that's just like swirling around in my head. And, you know, my, my wife came out and she was like, I'm done with work for the day. What do you need help with? And like, I was like, I don't even know where to begin right now. Like I like just was numb. Yeah. And she didn't push, which was great. She gave me a few minutes to just sort of like collect myself. And then I just was like, you know what? Like, can you just unload and reload the dishwasher? Because like, that is just annoying the crap out of me just looking at it right now. And she was like, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, all right. And so like, she took care of that while I finished cooking dinner. And uh, it definitely helped alleviate a lot of stress in that fashion. But I was thinking to myself, like, just kind of like giving myself a little self analysis. And I'm like, man, like from a self-care standpoint, like I have not taken care of myself well over the past few weeks. And I don't even know what that even looks like right now, especially with like the way things are going in the world with COVID and stuff. It's like, yeah, I I feel, you know, it's like I want to go do something self-care wise, but at the same time, like. I feel guilty to say like, I, I need to go do X, Y, Z thing, or I'd like to go do these things. Mm-hmm. And part of it too is like, it's cold and I don't want to do those things. <laughs> but at the same time too, it's like, I got to figure something out. You know, I tried to, I tried to just like, like my, my one, my oldest was doing homework. My youngest was just having fun with a toy that she was playing with from Christmas. And I was like, screw it. Like I'm going to turn a super Nintendo on and just play like, super mario 2 for a little while and just try to see if that yeah does something and yeah i mean it was it was nice but you know it's like it's very very small (laughs) situation he's like just trying you know something but i i definitely am in a place where um i gotta figure something out because um i don't like feeling like this uh at all and I know that if I don't find a way to get out of it, I'm just going to keep like basically sinking further and further into it. And that's just not going to end well. Not Is this not going to end well in the fashion of like, I'm just going to be grumpy and, you know, it's just yeah. not good for my family in any kind of shape or way. So I got to figure that out, what that, what that looks like exactly for me. Um, 
part of it is too, is that, uh, we just had basement work done and just the disarray that's going on downstairs <laughs> and yeah. trying to get that all together and still dealing with some of it. I'm like, man, I just, if I can get that put back together downstairs, that would help. And then, you know, I can move on to other things. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to be real about it. Cause like, I feel like sometimes, you know, it's like, all right, do I want to come on here and just like fake my emotions and be all happy? Or can I just share the fact that I feel like crap? <laughs> and so I, yeah. I, yeah. So, and I, I see guys online talk about it all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to put it out there. Like there's absolutely. enough guys listening. You know, you, you know, I'll listen. Right. Always. I mean, that's definitely. Definitely. So now you've been missing, let's say your self-care. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about that? Having not getting that done. Do you feel bad you haven't done it or guilty you haven't done it? Or is it giving you any negative emotions about that fact itself? It's just an empty feeling, honestly, like uh, okay. almost a loss, I guess, in some ways. Um, yeah. yeah. And especially with like, for me, like it's, it's been a weird situation because like, I don't, I, I want to get into like some of the exercise things that I do, but my, my, my physical training stuff mm -hmm. for my shoulder have been told to like wait, which is really annoying. And so I can only do so much and that's, that's weighing on it. But I think just to, um, motivation, having the motivation to want to do it as well. So it, it's, it's a weird tug of war. Um, and it, and it's a daily, yeah. but finding just even small ways to like move forward is one of the things that's helping me like stay a, afloat <laughs> uh, versus feeling like I'm drowning. Well, I mean, look at it though. You've just come out of surgery. You're still recovering. You've still got physical therapy to do. You're not physically hundred percent. Right. That second, we all just came out of that lawless wasteland full of cheese that is christmas day to new year's eve yeah you know just that what do you want to eat i don't want to do anything i want to watch movies i don't care let's just kids want to stay up late we just kind of let let loose through that time and then turn around on january 1st and we're 10 days into the new year yeah you're developing your swing you know you're getting there to where you get back to where you need to be some of us can jump right back into it mm -hmm. i don't know those people but i'm sure they exist you know, uh, I personally, no, I'm still, I'm, I'm pulling the cradle of the aircraft as hard as I can towards me to keep the nose up yeah. until we can get out of this first couple of weeks or months. I don't know. Plus and sitting then, on pins, plus sitting on pins and needles, wondering what's going to come down the pipeline with all the COVID stuff too, you, you know, go. like, you know, you or are we going to get an email that says things are shut down? Like, you know, am I going to get an email yeah. saying that somebody in my kid's class like tested positive? And then what's that going to be? I mean, like, I've, you know, I've seen guys like Joe Saladino is dealing with that and his kid and stuff. And yeah, um, the dads are. Yeah. It's, so it's just a lot of heavy. It's exhausting. <laughs> and the last, what, two, three years have been exhausting. Right. I mean, we're constantly in your, you know, all the things that are involved in that. We've talked about it before, and I think everybody's aware of it, but it's draining. And when that drain starts, one, it gets you, it gets into depression and depression just eats your motivation. There's oh, no yeah. motivation left, you know, mm -hmm. but the good thing is, is one, you recognize it. You looked at yourself and went, huh, this isn't right. Oh, I didn't eat. 
You know, that's a big, and that happens a lot. I didn't, know it's didn't like, eat oh, or didn't eat anything didn't that wasn't eat, quality. Right? Yeah, I had I had the kids leftovers again or whatever. You know, that's <laughs> I, the worst. But I, I think that's few, how we exist. Yeah, I ate a few potato chips and a rice krispie treat square. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I ate whatever was close. I just had other things to do, and I had to get moving. You know, and and that's yeah. easy to do, but it's not something to beat yourself up about. You right. Know, you really are in a better place, even right in this moment, because you do recognize what it is. And you know what you need to do from there to move out of it and that you want to move out of it, which is a big thing. A lot of times I don't want to move out of my depression. A lot of times I'm just like, no, I'm just going to lay here. And you know what a Buffalo wallow is? Yep. They flip over on the back and just make a big ditch for them. So that's me. I'm just big old Buffalo wallow. So now I don't want to go anywhere. I don't do anything. I don't want to get up. I can't sit in that kind of thing, man. Cause like from my past, like sitting in that, like, it, it leads it's to suic- it leads to suicidal thoughts for me. Like mm-hmm. it really does. And so yep. I, I have, I've made it a point to not get anywhere even near that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's great for you. It, that's and that's, it that. honestly, a lot of it for me just comes down to, cause I was not a mindful like person. And that's, a, I guess a really cliche word to use, honestly, in some ways, but just being able to like, assess what's going on mm-hmm. um was something that i never really like it, until i met some of the guys here in the network and stuff like it didn't really come into to a factor for me but it's nice to be able to have a lot of the guys to be able to like send a message to and just be like mm-hmm. today sucks <laughs> <laughs> and even yeah. have other people be like, I feel you today does right, suck. <laughs> right, today <laughs> right does along with suck. you. Like, awesome. Like, let's talk about how today sucks. And right. Can we... <laughs> That's it. All right. That's and then it. it's like, you're in the trenches, right? And then it's like, what can we do to make it less suck? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I'm definitely, I'm definitely feeling better just being able to talk, I, you know, to like, like I said, my wife being able to step in and just, you know, mm-hmm. not push she, cause she, she, at first she was like, uh, what'd she say? Something like, how are you feeling or something like that? And then she was like, let me rephrase that. Uh, how has your day been? You know, like, you know, and I was like, Oh, well, and I just started like listing off all these different things. And I'm like, and now I feel like this, like, I just, I'm yeah. in the, like, for whatever reason, like I have hit a tank low and she was like, she's like, do you think that, you know, maybe eating some dinner and stuff will help? I'm like, I hope so. I don't know. Like we'll have to see. And you know, the other part of it is that like I gotta put my kids to bed. So part of me's gotta put on some kind of face to be able to be like, I gotta get through this routine. Um yeah. but yeah, so I like I said, like finding different ways to push forward, but in a positive way. You're not pushing it down, you're letting it out, you're processing through it. And that's yes. that's the thing that like I said, I feel like I've come to a, a better place at. Good. I just wanted to share that because, like I said, I, I I keep seeing guys who are definitely dealing with different things, and I, I hope that the guys listening, um, you know, feel like there's some camaraderie from mm-hmm. from that. Um, I love seeing Brett Landry post that he was listening to the show in his car while running errands today. That was cool. Yeah, I love Brett. Um, I love those kind Brett. of things, like. I, I got to tell you, I'd met Brett, Brett before, you know, um, I hope to get then, to meet him. 
like about three years ago, my mom passed away right now. I was in a tailspin. I didn't have any thoughts in my head at that point, but we're going to the funeral and Brett comes up because he lived about maybe an hour away on the other side of Atlanta. Right. Oh man. And, uh, and I, I mean, I look at him and my brain just isn't like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What? You're here. I mean, and I was so just touched, you know, it's like, cause he didn't, you know, tell me he was coming. Obviously he just decided he was going to come. He said, yeah, you, you're in a spot. You need some help. I'm here for you. And he yeah. is, and he's just one of those guys. that's just, well, like most of the dads, I think yeah. uh, in the network, it's just one of those men. You just, you just know you can depend on him. Um, and he's just such a good person, like capital G good person. Yeah. Um, not perfect. Makes mistakes like the rest of us. Messes Takes amazing up, pictures whatever. though. But yeah. Has an amazing drone too. I'm so jealous. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, he does some great stuff. And you know, and what he does with his kids and his family and the things that he's been through. And I'm, you know, not going to tell his story, of course, anyway. But the things that he's done in his life to try to make himself into the best dad he can be. Yeah, yeah, I love Brad. Brad, yeah. listen, I love you. Also, <laughs> Ed Lavezzo. I'm um, shout out to my boy. Just saying, because I said <laughs> I would. Uh, just if anybody doesn't know, Ed's the uh, the treasurer for the uh, on the board of ex- the executive board for the National At Home Dad Network, but also just a really cool dude. He just so. signed up for a half marathon. Man's man's just going. I mean, yeah, I can't He's... even reconcile the man I met. Oh. When I first met him and the man he is now, man, he's just all up all the time. Just, yeah. I mean, just he's volunteer fire firefighter. He's dropped it, doing it, dropped yeah. a ton of weight and he's still dropping weight. Like, uh, you know, his goals and stuff like him and Ked Solomon, like I said, we're all in a text message together. Like I feel bad. Cause like, they're all like heading in their goals. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here trying to get started. <laughs> like, and it's not, you know, it's like not for wanting that's for sure. But, um, it's your shoulder, man, I know. can't. Don't push I'm, that. You're 40. Yeah, you're I, you know, you're, you're yeah. over the hill, man. I hate to tell you. Yeah, don't it's say it's all that. down. No, I'm telling you, it's physically. It's not going <laughs> to heal. You got to let give it time. Don't don't let those I, little boys hey, those little I, boys come over here and tell you how to run when so, to run. Uh, so up so update on that. Like I did get released from my surgeon. I'm good there. Like he's like you're good. He actually tried to tell me that I was like. I didn't have to go to PT anymore. When I went back to my PT person and said that they're like, I'm going to text him. He's like, he doesn't get the ability to discharge you. That's my job. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I've got, I've got another probably seven weeks with, with him. Um, But I mean, I started doing more physical stuff today with, with that. And so I'm excited about it. Cause he's really like, he's like, we're going to have some fun now. I'm like, awesome. Like, let's do it. What are we, what, what are we doing? And he pushed me through a bunch of stuff. And he's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, it's sore, but it's not painful. And he was like, good. He's like, that's yeah. where you need to stay at. And so, yeah, I'm getting there. But anyway, good. yeah. Good. So, well, I think we're up against the hour up against the yeah, wall. Man. It's been a good conversation. Always I hope is You're feeling better. I hope I, you are. Definitely. I hope everybody listening is feeling better if they weren't as well. Um, and other than that, I mean, I want to get some guests on here. That's the other thing I want to do. I really want to, I would really want to bring some guys on and talk to them or whatever. So sure. hopefully we can figure that out in the next couple tired of weeks of here. To just me. I no, no, no. It's fun. Just I'm to tired bring of some other guys. To just me too. <laughs> I figured no, that the listen, awesome. I figure I the listeners are just tired of hearing from us. That's all. <laughs> Well, I did hear they were tired of hearing of you, but uh, that's probably so far. I, I don't blame them. 
I get it. I totally get it. You're on the board. I'm not on the board. They want to hear from you. Well, yeah, it's kind of flip flop there, isn't it, buddy? <laughs> it is. By the way, I got a bunch of stuff I can't tell you. That's awesome. No, I don't actually have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything so far is like, oh yeah, we're this is the stuff we're doing, like public face. Oh man, I want some secrets. <laughs> <laughs> all in time. All in Too time. Bad. So sad. It's all good. But, I know yeah. that home. I know that home dad con stuff is is starting to you know work itself out so people can get all excited about that but anyway we'll we'll digress so anyway y'all have a great week and uh we'll talk to y'all next week have a good one good night everybody i'm a dad that's what i do